0: Yeah, well, we'd like to think that we can. You know, I think we have some uh, talented players outside and inside and at the running back position, so uh, yes, that's our belief right now, but you know, there could be a game where our defense is playing really well that we might play it a little more close to the vest. We'll see how the games go, but uh, we're going to go into the, fr- into the season in the frame of mind. We're going to attack a lot of different ways. Uh, running the football, uh, getting the ball down the field, DJ's obviously been explosive, Chris Conley's had a great camp, uh, Keelan's done a good job, you know, our rookies uh, have, have shown explosion and. The ability to learn the offense, and then you know at the running back position, we feel pretty good. Add Tyler Eifert helps, and James coming back with an injuries, uh been a good sign for us. So we feel pretty good about where we're at. That is Jay Gruden, Jaguars offense coordinator. It's not Frank Calliendo, it's not John Gruden. That is Jay Gruden. <laughs> I tell you what, man. Love it. The uh one more note about the um HOA, just because there's somebody that commented, is this a mailbox show or a sports show? So I'm going to keep up with the mailboxes.
2: Uh-oh. First of all, can I can't apologize to all substitute teachers out there. I don't want to get taken yeah. out of context. I, I have, I have friends who substitute teachers. Okay. Uh- <laughs> I, I, I have friends that, they, hey. that came to my, come to my wedding that are substitute teachers. Where's that form letter? Form <laughs> so <have> apology <laughs> oh,
1: letter? i yeah. bring that up. Real are, you quick? A, yeah. are you getting texts about it yet?
0: Uh, no. No. <laughs> Not yet. (laughs) Not yet. Yeah. It's coming. I mean, what's somebody going to really say to you? I mean, you fight for a living in a cage with crazy people. No, I'm talking about middle school, though, I understand. But, I mean, even if they're mad at you, what are they going to say? Like a teacher? Like, well, mean, anybody.
2: What do you think? I'm not going to school in Compton. Like, where do you think we are right now? It's all of Wisconsin,
0: man. Like, they're still disciplined. I know, but they're. I'm just telling you, like, even if they are offended by what you said, they're not going to bring oh, it up. That's no, my point. No, I mean,
2: literally. Like, listen, I had a couple instances where I got, uh, not, in, I got in school suspension one time. I got, a re- you got you had referrals back in the day in high school. Yeah. Yeah, I got a referral. So I got thrown off. You know what merit is? I got thrown off merit. Y-
0: uh, I don't know what any of that is. I really okay. didn't get referrals. We called them detentions. I think they're the same thing. No, see, it's
2: different for us. In school, suspension detention was like the same thing, and then referrals were basically like a little slap on the wrist, and the note had to go home to your parents. Ah, uh, so I got a referral, and then I got kicked off marriage, which means that during study hall we couldn't leave the camp, like we couldn't leave our school. Cause you were we, in
0: like house arrest.
2: I was in house arrest. Yeah, so I had to eat, I had to eat lunch with you know the the younger kids <laughs> in school, like all the freshmen. <laughs> Cause I, I mean, I have my car, but I couldn't take it anywhere. So, what are you gonna do?
0: <laughs> Stop getting in trouble. Yeah. Man. Well, I don't know. What are you gonna do, man? Yeah. It is what it you is. You know what we're after right now with the kids? Like What's the kids up? have. This is why I did not want to give the kids a phone. Because mm-hmm. the kids are texting in school. Yeah. Like and obviously how, how it's going to like, How can you have your phone in school though? I I I think like most of the classes now encourage it to <sighs> for look studying. Stuff. Yeah, for whatever, whether it's yeah. a calculator or whatever. Yeah. Oh, and and by the way, how's a kid at 15 not going to take out and text somebody? Hey, shout out to Miss Newbie, by the way, my geometry teacher. Are you calling out all teachers
2: today or what? I might be. Shout out to my my (laughs) freshman geometry teacher, though, who told me that we're going to have a calculator on you the whole time. You don't say. You don't say as I'm holding my cell phone right now I can type in whatever I want to. I can look up any kind of percentage that I want. But once again, math, algebra, it's all good because I know your wife teaches that stuff and tutors that stuff, and you got to teach it. But I'm just saying, I
0: have a calculator right here (laughs) at all times. The calculator is attached to my hip. Anyways, (laughs) please continue. Sorry. Two things about the calculator. Jalen Ramsey's contract in a moment. (laughs) But one last thought on my mailbox. So it's $100 a day if you get fined by the HOA, apparently. Yeah. And then it's up to $1,000. So I could get fined $1,000. What I ask, what I want to know... Is if I have, like, a GoFundMe account and raise $1,000 and pay this fine, yeah. is there double jeopardy? Because then I'm going to keep my n- no-flag mailbox yeah. for the rest of my time in my neighborhood yeah. because they can't get me again.
2: Hey, I'll, I'll pay you, the $1,000. I'll tell you what. I bet Cliff Kingsbury does that. I bet Sean McVay does that. <laughs> yeah. What was this, HOA? <laughs> Here's another $1,000. bucks. do not worry about I know. it. You got to do, do it, I need a bigger fireplace. You got to do it. I want you to – it's, it's going to go fund me for your HOA funds, for your fines. We'll get it started. We'll get the money. And then you you, you – don't give it to him in person. Send him a letter and say, keep the change, you filthy animals.
0: <laughs> Boom. That's <laughs> very good. Home alone. Yep. Uh, okay, Jalen Ramsey speaking of calculators. Okay, I thought you going to say something. <laughs> speaking of filthy animals, but nah, – No, man. <laughs> hey. Like Jalen's Jaylen my guy.
2: You, you better believe it. I mean – how do you still have a job here in Jacksonville is what I want to know.
0: I know, I know You're he, still tied to him. He didn't take me to L.A. with him. Nah, I didn't see a picture of me in that house that he was trying <laughs> to buy on Hard Knocks. No, I didn't see that either. Uh, he hasn't tweeted or blocked me, though, in recent days, so yeah. I guess I'm not his dog. Yeah. but <laughs> What? Well, free, free my dogs. Oh, free your dogs. <laughs> I got you. Uh, I got you. Big deal, though. I mean, yeah, come on. No. Let's let's be honest here. With Jalen, isn't doesn't this stink that the deal got done? I know. I mean, he was about to get it, but I mean, that takes all the mystery and drama yes. out of the next few months. I mean, yeah. can you imagine what we could have had? Yeah. Listen, I don't like my Jalen Ramsey's all happy you and what, like, happy satisfied. Jalen
2: Ramsey? No, man. like It's not what I signed up for. It's not part of my subscription. I want drama. I want, you know, cryptic tweets. I want pictures. I want all <laughs> Un- that stuff. Unfollow him on unfollow, Instagram. Exactly. <laughs> like, I mean, dude, season one and season two of Jalen Ramsey was so good. You give us season three, it's crap. I, he's happy. Well, I guess season four would be technically right. Season four? Is he in season four right now?
0: He's in season five.
2: Season, my bad. Season five of the, okay, well, it's time to find a new show, I guess, then, because <laughs> it's,
0: it, it's gone to crap now. Five years, uh, 105 million. Mm-hmm. South Beach Gary probably not happened, happen mm-hmm. because you got six more a year than Howard. <laughs> who was, uh, according to South reset, Beach Gary, who had yeah. reset the market, by the way, like 18 months ago. Correct. Well, let me ask you this now.
2: So obviously, Jalen Ramsey has reset the market. Is there any guy on your radar right now? That could even come close to getting that in the next couple of years, or is that pretty much maxed out?
0: Uh, I don't think. I mean, they, yeah. they went four million above. Mm-hmm. Uh, this felt like a little bit to me. How long ago did Khalil Mack get that deal done? Two years? Oof. Yeah. But let's just say. Two or three. So, so basically, three years passed before anybody topped Khalil Mack. True. Right? That's mm-hmm. not really the way it works a lot of times. Somebody will make 15 and somebody else makes 15 and a half, 16 million. Well, they jumped so much here mm-hmm. that pretty much. He's the first $100 million man at the cornerback position. He's the highest paid in, in in history, and he's got a bunch of guaranteed money with it, all that kind of stuff. But I don't think the market will find itself there for maybe a few more years, and and maybe not. Again, when's the max? Where are we hitting the max? Uh, I mean, are corners someday 10 years down the road going to make $30 million a year? I highly doubt it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he might be... I, I don't want to say at the peak of what you can get, because what, Bosa just signed for $25 million a year? Is that right? I think so. And somebody else did, too, right? Uh, who was the other guy that just signed for, like, $25 million a year? Aye, aye, aye. Uh, Frank Clark? No, Clark the was the five-year, like, yeah. $105 million. Yeah. Somebody just signed this offseason. I thought somebody else along with Bosa. Defensive end? Yeah. I mean, there's been oh, so Oh, Miles Garrett. Oh yeah, good call, good call. Miles um so so those two guys reset the market again, but it took like three years. Sure. At the pass rusher position. I, I think Jalen's gonna be at the top of that for, for a little bit of time, which should keep him happy, yeah. at least in that. Well, um, so keep in mind too
2: Stefan Gilmore's got two more years left of his contract this year and next year.
0: But how how old will Gilmore be by the time he signs another one though? Came into the league in two thousand seventeen, so he's twenty nine years old. He came in the league in seventeen? 2017 or he went to the Patriots. In oh, maybe went to the Patriots. You know. Oh, no, I'm sorry. 2012. Hello. Yeah. Yeah. 2012. Yeah, he's came to Patriots. 2017. I mean, older. Yeah. yeah. He's not going to make that kind of money at 31. It's my correct. Point. Yeah, you're right. So, yeah, Jalen is. He's played his more. best football though, isn't it? You could argue he is. I mean, it took him a little bit long. Yeah. Like he was okay, and now he's really, you know, become one of the the best in the game. Mm-hmm. But I just don't think he's going to get paid like this. I mean, Jalen's yeah. what? 25 years old? 26 years old? Mm-hmm. So, the. Uh, Hey, it's a contract that I think everybody expected. Here's the question Would the Jags have paid him that? Let's just say, just say things were smooth with the Jags. Mm-hmm. Is that what the Jags would have landed on? Five years, $105 million. And they probably wouldn't have been able to pay both him, I don't know, wouldn't have been able to, but maybe not willing to pay him and Yon that yeah. kind of money. But let's just say he didn't have the issues, all this stuff, all right? And we're like a normal organization here in Jacksonville. Uh, and Imagine. not making headlines of people departing every three days. Imagine. But. Would the Jags have paid Jalen that kind of money?
2: Ah, man, you know, it, to me, it would all depend what the philosophy here was, like what the defensive philosophy was. But and then again, like I think of the Rams and I think of like offense, right? I think of Sean McVay. Well, they have essentially one of the highest paid defensive tackles in the league and probably the best defensive tackle in the league and Aaron Donald. And now they have the highest paid cornerback. So with that being said, anytime you have a chance to keep a guy who's either the top or, you know, Top three, to say the least, at that position, you have to find a way to keep him. So I think Jackson would have paid him that money. Yeah, I do too. If, if you want to stay, I do too.
0: I, I listen. They had the money to spend. At least now that everything's clear, if, if things had gone okay, mm-hmm. I think they would have made Ramsey the highest paid guy. Now I don't know the parameters and how the negotiations would have gone, but I think it would have been similar to this kind of deal. I think this is what he was going to command, and. Uh, now, he could have raised a bigger stink here in Jacksonville just because he was trending that way anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh Who knows? I, I do think he could have got this kind of money if, if things were all equal uh, right here in Jacksonville, because I think almost every team would have paid him this kind of dollar. I guess that's my point. Yeah. Uh, keep in mind, I, I thought about – I think about this a bunch, because Jalen's so interesting here in town. People hate Jalen now, and uh, – I mean, we're all kind of fed up with his – like, will this squash the digs at Jacksonville now that he's finally paid? I mean, they, they did come out in a Brinks truck uh, yeah, yeah, with the, with it. their image, which which is more Jalen than Jags. But it kind of reminds you of that. Sure does. Um, I don't think that was a dig at Jacksonville. Maybe I'm wrong and being too naive on that front. But I, I just – So here's the thing. While everybody else kind of likes to dig on Ramsey and, and I would suspect they hope he's not as great as he thinks he is and doesn't live up to that contract, I, I thought about that today and I'm like, you know, that's not me. I mean, I think, I, I think he's a, a very, very good player. Mm -hmm. And if I'm being honest and not hypocritical, when he was in a Jags uniform, I said, I thought he was going to Canton, Ohio. I thought how good I thought he was. And that hasn't changed even though he's in a different uniform. Um, it stinks that he's not in this uniform, from that perspective. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's not in this uniform, and I still think he's every bit the player he was. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, I hope they don't win a lot of games because that helps the Jags in terms of picks. Mm-hmm. But I think this guy's bound for Canton, Ohio. I really do. I mean, I, he'll have some some stumbles along the way because of his personality, most likely. But he's that good. Yeah. What 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 I'm curious of seeing now, like. Is the story
2: over? Like, is the saga between Jalen Ramsey and the Jacksonville Jaguars and their fan base, is it finally over? And I sit here right now saying, I really don't know. Because I talked about this last week a little bit. Jalen Ramsey now has one. Okay? You are the highest paid corner in the entire NFL. OK, you live in Los Angeles, a pretty cool place to live. You have houses that are literally catered to you for viewing like you. You are living the life you're driving. I think a Mercedes G-Wagon, which I've never even seen. But I don't know what kind of car that was. Can somebody text, you know, text me or Twitter me what kind of car you was driving? It looked like a damn transformer from like the next movie coming out. Like It was that insane. So with all that being said, you've won, man. All right. And guess what? All your friends that you that you grew up with in Jacksonville, they're all gone. They got what, quote-unquote, they wanted as well. There is nothing left to gain right now from Joe Ramsey in terms of being petty to Jacksonville and the Thamp base. Now, this isn't like a cry or a plea for help. saying, like, please don't make fun of Jacksonville anymore. Yeah, we yeah, can't yeah. take it. Like, I don't care, man. Do you. I have pile on. Yeah, yeah. Do what you want to do. But <laughs> all I'm saying is, man, when you've – I mean, you haven't won a Super Bowl yet, so keep that in mind. But I'm just saying, when you've the, won in the game of life, when you've become so successful and you're doing exactly what you want to do, once again – I'm going to start judging your character when things are going right. And right now, for you, Jalen Ramsey, they're going right. I want to see how petty, if you are going to be petty, you can be
0: towards your old franchise, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Well, and the question will be, will he live out this contract with the Rams? The Rams could get themselves in some salary issues where at some point they may have to cut bait with some of the guys they're paying. They have like four guys paying, Goff, Donald, Jalen. Who oh, am I missing one? I think there might be one more yeah. making a ton of money. And so they might have to do something about that at some point down the road. But beyond that, does Jalen make it through five years or does he wear out his welcome? Is he the guy that's going to wear out his welcome mm-hmm. or he's going to force his way out because he's tired of you? Right. Yeah. That's what he did in Jacksonville, essentially. Yeah. Uh, there are, there have been people who told me this before, and they're probably right. It's like, if you look at Deion Sanders, if you look at Terrell Owens, if you look at those kind of personalities, they don't make it with one team or even two teams they end up on multiple teams because well they were out there welcome or they get tired of you and they force their way out one of the two jalen certainly is on his way to doing that in his career uh we'll see if he makes it i would put the money that he doesn't make all five years in la
2: so right now the the biggest three money getters obviously are jared goff aaron Donald, and jalen ramsey next guy coming in just
0: below 10 million dollars would be Tyler Higbee. Okay, i that's that's the same one. The, that's, so it's yeah, the three guys. It's three guys. Uh, how about this one? We were just talking about this, and I tweeted kind of uh, tongue-in-cheek last night when Vaughn Miller went down. Yeah. Uh, it's, well, maybe the Jags will trade Yon now to Denver. Oh, wait, is what I said. Mm-hmm. Why didn't they wait? Should they have waited? And And before we look at this from a revisionist history, hindsight 2020 point of view, listen, nope. if you want to go back and listen to our show two weeks ago you will get the conversation of, did they need to do this right now?
2: Where is the fire?
0: What, w- could you wait, like, a second and a fifth right now? Like, you couldn't – I think you could have got a second and a fifth any time in the last year. Mm-hmm. And so why was the organization in such a hurry some ten days ago to get rid of Jan when they could have held him a little bit longer – held his feet to the fire in terms of, are you going to play and make your money or not? Or they could have waited for this kind of situation, which we predicted would happen at some point because it, it always happens. Yeah, thank you. Now, I'm not sitting there telling you that the Denver Broncos would be on the phone with the Jags today and offering a first-round pick and a third-round pick for Yon, But they might be doing better than a second-round pick that looks like it's going to be some pick number 58. Yeah. And they might be able to do better than a fifth round that could conditionally be a fourth or a third. My guess is this morning, from Denver... You could have got a better offer than you ended up taking for Minnesota. Now, the risk-reward in that is there's no guarantee. We we discussed it a couple weeks ago. Yeah. That's what you had on paper. How many teams were willing? How many teams are calling? What else could happen or transpire down the road? And the longer the Jags wait, the more leverage they lose because they got to get rid of them by the trade deadline, mm-hmm. essentially, or they're sitting on a third-round compensatory pick. Yeah. So there's a lot to – again, hindsight's easy here. But we brought it up, and it looks like the Jags missed – I would say I would love to see what kind of trade deal would go, in, like if Denver would be interested in Jan mm-hmm. right now, replacing Von Miller, who's now looks to be out for the year. And they look like they're built to make a little bit of run. They're not looking ahead to 2021 and 2022. They've done some moves that say, hey, we think we can compete right Correct. now. They also have Bradley Chubb still back from, yeah. was that an ACL or Achilles last year against the Jags? I think it was an ACL. ACL. Play on it, by the way, too. Played yeah. the whole game. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know, listen, man. It, I, should the Jags have waited longer? I think the Vaughn Miller injury says, yeah, they probably should have. And, and by we, the way, Hunter might not even make it to Sunday yeah. in Minnesota. Looks like he could be doubtful. So Minnesota could have still been on the table. Correct.
2: So we, we had this conversation actually during the break, uh, you know, about an hour ago. But um, in terms of if Yannick Ngakwe would fit the Broncos' defense,
0: yes. Uh, unequivocally, Yes, because. Oh, how about he, this, by the way? Yeah. And Al Hunter it. just went on IR for the Vikings. Out for this. Well, no, or, that IR. Oh, you can yes. come back
2: Was it, it, it four weeks?
0: Uh, th- week three, three. I think after week three.
2: Well, so now. Well, what's the clue? So this. So there we here go. Here we go. Oh, All right.
0: So. Yes. <laughs> yeah, go okay. Ahead, continue. No, I interrupted, but no, I wanted oh, to oh, share no, that. You, news. You
2: know, so, yeah. Does Jalen Ramsey fit uh, in the Broncos? Yes, you're absolutely. Yeah. I'm sorry. My bad, dude. I'm all over the place. i are a fluster. I am fluster. Well, because I'm not You able to have more. Exactly, man. You could have had more. <laughs> Is that part of a Celine Dion song? We're, we're on the same page right. right now. I, I want it all. I want it all. So here's the thing. Yes, you could have had him in Denver, and I'm sure Vic Fangio would have made somewhere. Whether it's a, an early round draft pick, a trade, something like that. Like, and Gakwe would have worked in Denver, without a doubt. Hunter goes down now in Minnesota. You know how Mike Zimmer operates? Mike Zimmer is a very defensive minded guy, very defensive line oriented guy. Mm-hmm. They just lose their guy in Hunter, right? Who's to say you wouldn't get something better right now for the Minnesota Vikings on that they just lost one of their star pass rushers in Hunter? And if the Ngakwe wasn't there, they'd be panicking right now because guess what? The NFC North is prime for the picking for the Vikings, right? You got Mitch Trubisky and the Bears, you know what he's gonna do. Green Bay's in shambles with, you know, Jordan Love, Aaron Rodgers, Detroit Lions are always gonna Detroit Lion, so you're not worried about that at all. So like this year is big for the Vikings. So as I look back on what you got for Yannick Ngakwe right now. To me, it's the Clayus Campbell effect. I remember when Clayus Campbell got traded, and we both sat here. Well, I was on the phone, cause I was back home uh, in Wisconsin. you were in the studio. When we both said, like, listen, you probably could have got something more for Clayus Campbell for what he did for the Jaguars, what he did for the community, and being such a great guy, always classy, always professional. They may, they may have did Clayus Campbell a favor where maybe uh, a down-in-the-dumps team offered a fourth-round pick, the Ravens offered a fifth-round pick, and you sent him to the Ravens. You did him a favor. You still got something in return, but you probably could have got more. That's what the Yannick Ngakwe situation feels like to me, where you try to do Yannick Ngakwe a favor. Now, I'm happy for Yannick Ngakwe. He's someplace else. He seems happy on a good team. Congratulations. But from the Jaguars' perspective, from Shad Khan's perspective, from Dave Kahl's perspective, why would you do Yannick Ngakwe the favor? Y- Yannick Ngakwe was the guy that voices displeasure for, it seems like, the past year and a half now. Yannick Ngakwe was the guy who called out Tony Khan. Yannick Ngakwe was posting checkered plagues every single time on Twitter. So then why are you doing him a favor? Like, why are you taking the discount for the Jacksonville Jaguars? Why don't you hang on to him and try to get a King's Ransom?
0: Yeah, and I'm trying to think this through, right, and not be so hindsight on it. But again, uh, it, it's we, worth mentioning. We, we talked about thing, this, Brent. yeah. But, but what we said too, I just want to. That's why I want to clarify a little bit and at least be real about it. Is I believe a lot of these moves get done on Labor Day weekend, so like that to me was always. That was my next thing, and it, like, okay, what's going to happen Labor Day weekend? In fact, I think Schefter or somebody tweeted out over Labor Day weekend, like, these four deals have happened Labor Day weekend in the last four years, and they were like blockbuster trades, Yeah, and so we've seen, there's a trend for that to take place, because rosters are cut down, you know what you need, all that stuff. So, I guess the Vaughn Miller, like, my guess is we would have, we would have got to Sunday, Jags probably would have traded anyway. Now, whether they would have had more bidders, got more, who knows. But they Mm. probably would have traded in Gakwe anyway going into week one of the season and trying to get him in there, get in the building, COVID-19 world. You got to get tested, all this stuff. And they might not have been able to see the Von Miller and now Danielle Hunter Mm. situations happen anyway. But just think how lucky they might have got if they didn't find a dance partner over Labor Day weekend. They're still stuck with Jan. Jan's deciding whether he's playing or not, and he has to make that decision. And even if he sits, all of a sudden these two guys go down, and now the price just went up. That's all we were wondering about. And again, there's no doubt risk-reward. This is not easy in that sense. you got to feel out the situation. But we did say a couple weeks ago... Why did they do this right away? Why did they do this now? When you get us again, it's not like they got this deal like it was a first and a fourth or a first and a third or whatever. It's like, oh, yeah, we better take it. Mm -hmm. This is probably pick number 55, 56 in the second round and probably pick number, I don't know, you do the math, Mm 150-something in the fifth round. So you could have got that deal. I think you could have got the second round pick. In October at the trade deadline. Mm-hmm. I don't know about the fifth and the conditional stuff. But so maybe you take a swing at at, at reaching for more and you miss on that. and You yeah. get a second round and then Brent's mad at you because you only got a second round. But that's a calculated risk. Maybe they just didn't want to deal with it anymore. I think they could have got they would be sitting here today. And I think Minnesota and Denver would be calling and maybe bidding and the price would be going up.
2: Listen. The only thing certain in this lifetime is death taxes and NFL injuries, okay? Like, this is a physical sport, and people are going to get hurt. And it's naive to think that, you know what, we might as well just trade Yannick Ngakwe right now because, you know, there there might not be a need for him in terms of injury perspectives down the line. Like, that's not the way it works. Like, this happens every single year where players get hurt. And, yeah, it sucks for teams, but that's just the way it is. I mean, we see it every single year, and now we've seen it twice already. And we're not even in the first week of the season yet. So with that being said, once again, and I think we're kind of on the same page here, and I said it, and you said it, like, to me, I just didn't see what the point of pulling the trigger so soon was. Like, where where was the fire? Why did you do it? Now you did it, and it is what it is. You got a second round pick. It's probably going to be a late second round pick because, once again, Minnesota's going to be a good team this year. But I'm just saying, though, I probably would have waited and just kind of play out the landscape a little more. Because keep in mind, like, Minnesota, they're obviously desperate. Denver could be desperate. Like, Teams going into the first game of the season, they lose their star player. Like your goal is to replace that star player. It's like, okay. Well, we got the we got. Let's see our depth chart real quick. I don't even know who the depth is in in uh, Denver right now, but I guarantee right now Fangio's not going well. We're going to be okay. Like, we have the guy behind Von Miller who should come and do just fine. Like, no. Now it's like, who can we go get? Do we have to overpay a little bit? So be it. I like my team this year. Let's keep adding to the roster. Let's get another pass rusher in here. Let's replace Von Miller and
0: let's go. Like, that's the mentality right now of these NFL coaches. Well, in that vein, too, like, you also, you want to replace, but how often do you have a guy like Jan dangling out there that you can go get Mm -hmm. and actually maybe replace production? With some of those guys. Mm -hmm. So that would have drove the price up. And listen, like I said, it's hindsight to a degree, but you also had to have a little bit of the foresight that this happens every year in the NFL. And if you could have just dealt with unhappy yawn for a little bit longer, you may have had him on the field potentially for a couple weeks. But at the very least, you'd probably be trading him away this week. Yeah. And maybe with more draft capital in your hands. One last thought, because we brought up Ramsey, we brought up some agent stuff. Uh, David Mulligata. Uh, who I hope I'm saying his name. I've never met him. Uh, but I feel like he's Jalen Ramsey's agent. Okay? okay, he's Deshaun Watson's agent. Uh, I think he just deal did the deal with Buddha Baker as well. Okay, I'm pretty sure. Uh, I kind of just put something out there, and, and I, people have bad connotations about agents sometimes. And I said, is he like baseball's Boris and the new Rosenhaus, yeah. Right, because Drew Rosenhaus, yeah has got a lot of love as being an agent and one of the top agents in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Like, if you think of NFL agents, you think of Rosenhaus, right? Absolutely. Uh, I don't even know if another one really comes to mind that much. Yeah. I yeah, I, <laughs> I feel right. like Molageta with Ramsey deal and Watson deal this week. And by the way, he's, had, he's got a litany of clients. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like he's the new guy. Mm-hmm. Like, he is the guy. And, and by the way, in the agent world, this may have been transpiring for the last few years. I, I don't know. Uh, but, but it's these it's these high-name guys that are... Big-name guys yeah. that are trusting him. Young players coming into the league. They've got a little bit of a network as well. Uh, what was the situation? Remember when where the Jags ran into where Watson and Ramsey and everybody were tre- tweeting? Wasn't that Jags-related oh, yeah, yeah. last year? Um,
2: yeah, what was it? It was like... A Weren't the, they right before they played each other? Weren't they saying like Jalen wanted to go to Houston, something like that? It was something, something along to the, like the effect. To team,
0: yeah, it was so something Watson had said. Yeah. And then there was this back and oh, forth. they but, no! They took a picture together. They did. That was what yeah. Ramsey was trying to get out of town. They, they, they took a picture together. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. And so the Ramsey—that's yeah, what it was. Yeah. So the Ramsey being orchestrating his way out of town. Mm-hmm. Now the new deal, Watson, and and all this stuff. It's like he's building this empire here in the nfl in a different way and kind of showed the way at least here in jacksonville how to get out of this town if you wanted to this organization if you wanted to uh i don't know i just feel like that's a name like if you don't know that name Mm -hmm. he feels like the guy right now in the nfl he's moving a lot of money and pushing a lot of buttons and uh, must be very well respected in the league. And, and players are watching that. Players see that. Oh, I gosh. mean, how many people signed up with Rosenhaus after he made a couple of the big deals? And that's how it happens. Yeah. So just get used to that name because it's happening. Well, listen, if you're an agent, there's nothing
2: better than obviously signing a, a high priced, you know, a target or a client, but also a high priced client that can talk a lot, right? And when you got Jalen Ramsey, I mean, Obviously, he's happy, I'm sure, you know, in the inner circles and just around his peers. Jalen Ramsey saying how much he's getting paid, saying how happy he is right now and with Sean Watson, too. I mean, that can help out your agency for sure.
0: Well, remember, Ramsey, on the weekend, I think it was, clapped at Shannon Sharp yeah. about Sharp saying this isn't as good of a deal. And Ramsey's like, well, you wait till you-. Yeah, he's uh, yeah. – it's very tight-knit between Mulligetta and his – clients it seems like and i'll say this it's almost like i don't even know how young uh, Mulligata is I, i'm not sure his age but i think he gets the branding game maybe more than some of these older school agents is mm-hmm. my perception of it and he's got these guys that get the branding game i mean even watson i think watson now has like a t-shirt company or something and this might have been his doing but it might have been his agency's doing say he wore that shirt right at his press conference of course, right of course. just think about the we talk brand all the time yep. and that's the the new athlete especially, can build that brand. Yep. And this guy seems pretty good at it. It's just yeah. uh, a name to know. I've also, I haven't done a lot of work on, on like, him with teams. He obviously has good relationships with teams, but I've heard good things about him. Like, I, I'm not, nobody that I've talked to has said, oh, yeah, he's a pain in the butt to yeah, never, or anything like that. I've never heard a bad word. And he's getting these deals done. So, as a player, if the, if the organizations respect you and then the players love you because, well, you're setting record contracts. Yeah. It's a nice little recipe. Not too shabby. Something, <laughs> I, should we be agents, bro? I wouldn't want to do it. I no? couldn't do it. I yeah, don't, there, think, there, I, there, I don't there, think I'd there's so do much that. Polo- there's a lot of politics. But I'm thinking of right. hiring Mullig- Mulligetta. Maybe yeah. he'll jump on board. A little, a little brand uh, increase here, A for little us? brand recognition yeah. and maybe the first million dollar sportscaster in Jacksonville. All right. Well, uh, am I going to go rogue or you didn't even go rogue? I don't care. As long as I get my million dollars. <laughs> Two. I'll give back- you a little <laughs> bit. <better places. laughs> Two. Back- hey, 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 HOA. Don't worry, yeah,
2: don't, worry don't worry about, worry Keep about anything. Yeah. Keep
0: the change. Exactly. You filthy ass. <laughs> uh, we'll be back. we got some NFL predictions still on the way today. Plus, uh, Billy D. where's he going to go? Driving Dish podcast talk coming up for Coos. It's next on ESPN Nine.
2: Austin Lake. The Rock, out of nowhere, buys the XFL during a pandemic, mind you. Goes half in with his ex-wife. So now
0: you're going to visit with your ex-wife. Brent Martineau. I don't know if that's on the business advice list. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. They wanted him back, and, and you know, Press even said it tonight uh, on a
2: call that I was on. They're disappointed to not have Donovan back. There's just an unknown future ahead um, for the Thunder, and, and a lot of that has to do, quite honestly, with what's going on around the world and and how that will impact finances of the NBA and the salary cap and luxury tax. There's just unknowns in that regard. But also just with the Thunder's specific rebuild and what's to come next. You know, Chris Paul's 35, his contract's up. The Thunder are at some point going to tear down a lot of the pieces that they have on the roster. And Billy Donovan, as a coach in the NBA, is not really all that interested in going through and just starting from square one.
0: Royce Young right there covers the Oklahoma City Thunder. Well, how far out of left field was that? Billy Donovan and the Thunder parting ways after he did the best coaching job of his NBA career right, simply had to have done, it has to go down as that, and then bam, see you later. Shocker?
2: I'm shocked. I mean, I guess whether it comes down to money or not, listen, I feel like the NBA, money's not an issue, right? Like, I mean, if a coach wants something, the owner and the franchise should be able to facilitate that, right? So I'm not sure if it was a money issue. I'm not sure if something else is afoot here, but how could you not reward Billy Donovan, For what he did this year, right? Like, when the season started, Chris Paul wanted out. He didn't want to be there. And you essentially had a team of misfits for the most part. And I don't think anybody was giving them a chance. They took Houston to the absolute limit in Game 7. You know, lost them at the end. You see what Houston's doing now. Houston's not looking. I mean, we'll see. We'll see what happens with Houston. But my point is, what Billy Donovan had at his disposal, for what he was able to accomplish out of that, what he was able to squeeze out of that, should be commended.
0: Yeah, I think so, too. Come on, Coos. Drive the Dish podcast.
1: Yeah, I don't think it was anything to do with the season. I think it's with what's to come for them. Chris Paul's not coming back, you know. Um, and so it sounded like, you know, Sam Presti was wanting to tear down the team and kind of go into rebuilding mode, and I don't think Billy Donovan wanted to do that. So I think that's kind of why they decided to part ways, which if I'm the 76ers, I look at, at that and go, hey, we don't need to rebuild. We just need a few pieces here and there and we're ready to compete. So, um I think he's you know, I just wonder where his head's at because, you know, even Royce Young talking there a big part of it was the unknown with coronavirus and everything like that too. So he may just want to stay out for a little bit. That may just be what he wants to do, but either way, um he's going to get offers. Well, it obviously is. I mean,
0: it, most I, I saw the reports that said he probably wants to stay in the NBA. Yeah, it seems like he likes that lifestyle, not the recruiting, not the garbage you got to deal with at that level. The one and duns, even you can build something in the NBA, even though there's free agency and everything else. Uh, I I will say when it came out after a successful season, my first thought was, oh, Shchechovsky's done soon. <laughs> Something's in the works. Like take a year off and then go. Replace Shashevsky? Is that on the table? Yeah. Uh, it, it wasn't like go back to Florida. Huh? I, I still don't believe anything says Calipari's going anywhere. I think he's where he's at. I
1: had a few friends, though, that when they saw the news, they were like, oh, maybe he comes back to Florida. Like, they were kind of excited oh, about no, that. Oh, no.
0: people, Florida fans would love him to come back to yeah. Florida. I'm just saying yeah. that ain't happening. Uh, I think Chapel Hill, Roy Williams at his age, um, Duke. Mm-hmm. And Duke probably is going to get a Duke guy. But... Pretty interesting. That's where my mind went. Went and then people started saying, "Well, the Pelicans and Zion and Philly, of course." Although Philly seems like a mess. Chicago yeah. rumors started to happen because they'll be interest. Of course, people are going to be interested in Billy D. So, yeah. See, where do you go? What do you do if you're Billy Donovan? You've got two choices. You can come back down to Crescent Beach and stay at the house for a year. Yeah, and because uh, I think he has a place over there, and sit out and kind of see the landscape after the pandemic and after everything clears away. Or you can hop right back in, and college jobs would, shoot, somebody would kick their guy out to have Billy Donovan. But in the NBA, you obviously have Chicago, you have New Orleans, and you have Philadelphia. Yeah. See,
2: I think if I'm Billy Donovan, I want to go to a place that I can build from the ground up again, right? Because when he went to Oklahoma, Oklahoma City Thunder, like this year's team – Probably wasn't the most talented team, but he got the most out of it. He had teams with close. Russell Westbrook, he had teams with Kevin Durant, but guess what? It didn't work for his style of play, right? Because... Billy Donovan's not the type of guy that's just gonna sit back and let the guys run their stuff. Like, he, he's a guy that's gonna be hands-on, and he wants, he has a vision of how he wants to do it. So I think even like Philadelphia coups, where you have beat, or you maybe have Ben Simmons, like you have guys where there's been, you know, there's been some ego there. I don't know how that's gonna gel well with Billy Donovan. Like, if I'm Billy Donovan, I'm looking at teams like possibly the Chicago Bulls, who are kind of a clean slate right now in terms of ego, in terms of star potential, but they're a clean slate where you can come in after a couple years, shape it in your image and then have success
1: i just but if you do that why then why leave the thunder if you're going to go through a rebuild if you're going to do that with the bulls or are you going to I mean, the Pelicans are a little different because Zion, but like, yeah. if you're going to go to the Bulls to rebuild a team, then why leave the Thunder? Because that's essentially what you're going to have to do with the Thunder now, too. But
2: let's see what essentially what happened, though, with Chris Paul? Like, you said sorry, so Chris Paul could be gone, so it could be Probably a rebuild is, yeah. all over again. Well, Chris and Paul, Paul could maybe, go to Chicago.
1: Exactly. So, well,
2: that's true, too. <laughs> so maybe like maybe there's some kind of disagreement of where the future of the Thunder was going to go. Maybe yeah. management had one vision, but I had another vision, something like that. I just think, though, from Billy Diamond's perspective, if you want to do the clean slate, if you want Shape a franchise in your image. You go with the Chicago Bulls.
0: My Bill, my TMZ mole uh, says Billy D is building a huge place, huge in capital letters, right across from Spurrier in Crescent Beach. Really? So there you go. Okay. Uh, TMZ, mole, nice. TMZ mole. TMZ mole. Yeah. Must be nice to have friends that live in Crescent Beach like you do. <laughs> I don't hang out with those I people. i got a fireplace or two down there, too. <laughs> I see. Ya. Someday I will. Yeah. If I get Mulligan as my going to a guy a call. Yeah. Uh, Man, uh, those H-O-A fees. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Um, hey, the Billy D stuff to me is fascinating because, again, you could change the landscape of a college basketball program. I think it's harder for a coach to change the landscape of an NBA team, uh, but... I mean, to be honest with you, you guys talking rebuilds. If I was going to go rebuild something with the pieces in place, I'd go to New Orleans. I mean, sure. I mean, that's the place to go. I mean, and, and, but by the way. If you're Billy Donovan, you're not talking a rebuild that's going to take you three four years. I mean, you're talking you're not talking the process in Philly. See, Philly's a mess. I, that wouldn't be a job that I. You got too much going on there. It's stuff that hasn't worked out. There's a lot of baggage there from Embiid to Simmons. Mm. I, that doesn't entice me. Like I don't think that's a job that I'd want if I'm Billy Donovan. Now, New Orleans is a job that might fit. You've got some pieces already in place. You starting to trend up with a guy that could be.
1: What about Pacers? It's another team that's still open. See, like,
2: well, and, well, I should when I said rebuild, though, wait, but is, that right that not, you, is that, that a not? Is that about as not
0: sexy of, of a place to be? First
2: of all, show some respect for T.J. McConnell. Show some respect for T.J. McConnell.
1: Hey, hey, yeah, T.J. McConnell is there. The ultimate Billy Donovan guy, man. And and Billy D is already coached Oladipo when Oladipo was a young. Listen, I get it. I just like the Indiana Pacers. called me up. I'm like,
0: listen, when I.
2: Nah. Brent said Indiana right now. I do I'm not, the state but of Indiana. Like Larry
0: Bird coached Indiana,
2: and it you're gonna, made sense. By the way, how'd that work out for Larry Bird? Larry Bird
1: did well in, did the, right. in the, in the in front office. Yeah, he had Reggie. Not, yeah, yeah, he had Reggie. You're going to pull like a uh, Joe Kimno when he was talking about uh, Cleveland. Who goes to vacation in <laughs> <What>? Cleveland? <laughs> well, no.
0: I know, but I mean, you just, I'd almost rather coach... The Cavs
1: and the Pacers.
0: Uh, I guess when I say
2: like the whole rebuild thing, I don't mean like you got to tear it down and. Resp- I mean that it's part of a rebuild, but I just mean he has to have the guys who are going to buy in, right? Like I think if he goes to Philly, I don't think all those guys in that team are going to buy in. Just kind of like those guys in the Thunder, whether it was Kevin Durant, whether it was Russ Westbrook, they didn't but really buy into Billy Donovan.
1: As- Someone that's the the Bolts
2: could buy in. I think that the Pacers could buy in.
1: Yeah, and, and I guess a big thing that's coming out of the Sixers camp is is they're saying nobody's being held accountable. That's what they keep bringing up all the time. Like, Embiid keeps saying it. Simmons keeps saying it. So if you bring in Billy Donovan, who seems to do that with players, like, that might win the respect or, or get a direction going. Yeah, so I, I don't know. I mean, I, I am interested to see where he does end up going. Well, because- I mean,
0: they, everybody is. I mean, now it's the next, it feels like it's the next domino to yep. fall, though the NBA will go get some guy that we've never heard of sometimes, too. Sure. Uh, you know, and He'll be coaching the Indiana yeah. Pacers. That's Steve Nash stuff. We've heard of him, but.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Steve Nash out of nowhere. <laughs> oh, yeah. no,
0: what it, what's your guy's name? Bodenhausen Bo- Boten- 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 Duden. Bodenhausen <laughs> Duden. Yeah, I don't even know. You know where Where did he come from? What's uh, his resume? I, I, I'll
2: tell you what his resume is. Not that impressive right now. Yeah. I'll tell you that
0: much. Uh, that's regular season. Yeah. Coach. You know what regular, regular season you hey, yeah. yeah. hey, You know what regular season gets in the NBA? <laughs> It's regular it's season, it. yada, we got to get know, into man. that at all? I mean, Yannis, just what, regular season
2: guys. Cruz, did you have the quote in here real quick? If you want to talk smack about Yannis, Yannick, uh, Yannick, uh, Yannick, <laughs> I'm on Yannick and Gakwa. I'm on Jalen Ramsey. I'm flustered right now. But no, it's funny you should mention Yannis, man, because, you know, obviously well, what happens when the the heat beat him? Is Yannis going to leave? Is he going to L.A.? Is he going to Denver? Check this quote out real quick. What yeah, do you know. say, Cruz? He, he, he to said? be a
0: part of it, sounds like.
2: Yeah, he, he said... uh if there's a wall, you can either go around it or you can run through it. I want to run through it. He's staying in Milwaukee another year. You know what? That's the type of guy that I want on my team. That's, another, yeah, that's year. good. Throw another out year.
1: More than one more year.
2: Hey, let's go one step at a time here. Okay? We, we got another year with him. Chris Paul comes to the Bucks, and now we're talking. Let's see from there.
1: I'm getting the shakes.
0: We just talked the NBA so much on opening week of the NFL. <laughs> By the way, LeBron looked good last night, huh? Yeah, not bad. Yeah, that was pretty Still good. Still got it. One uh, other well, thing. Okay. Hey, what do, you, do you like the idea of the ACC? Do you see that they proposed 100? All every team makes the uh, NCAA tournament, like 128 teams make I see that. That's what their proposal is for this year. That wouldn't be every team, by the way, but it's 128 teams would make the NCAA tournament. That's the ACC proposal.
1: How do you feel about that? versus bottom seed would be real weird. I mean, it's a, I so mean so we, we it's are familiar, feeding
0: into everybody gets a trophy mentality around here. Well, I'm just saying if we do that. We gotta get TV in this room, Brent. All right, because there's
2: gonna be a lot of games on during the middle of the day that we gotta
0: watch. Then, just saying that much. Uh, one hour to go. Here we get back to some football talk for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Some predictions for the NFL season because Austin's got fight time coming up in the next few days, so we gotta get him in now. Let's get him. Prediction them in. time. When we come back, five o'clock hour on ESPN six night.